But what I found just with my body type and even culturally that uh, distance running was like effortless. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm, I'm shaped just like the Kenyans and the Ethiopians who dominate that sport. And, and so for me, it just, it really did feel like coming home. Welcome to the Bar Bend Podcast, where we talk to the smartest athletes, coaches, and minds from around the world of strength. I'm your host, David Thomas Tao, and this podcast is presented by barbend.com. Today I'm talking to Stick, perhaps better known as Stickman, one half of the celebrated hip-hop duo Dead Prez. Stick has been a defining voice in hip-hop for the last few decades, and he's also an accomplished author, producer, and mentor to a generation of musicians. Today, he's talking about his health and wellness journey. From an event in his early 20s that sent him on a lifelong exploration of wellness, to journeys into various martial arts disciplines, to his current passion for distance running, Stick simply refuses to stop searching for practices that build the body and calm the mind. I hope you enjoy. This is one of my favorite podcasts to record in recent memory. Now let's get on with the show. Stick, thanks so much for joining us today. It is a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Greetings from Brooklyn, where I am right now. Where are you joining us from? Okay, BK, that's what's up. I'm, I'm in A-Town in Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. I went to high school in Chattanooga, Tennessee, not too far from where you are right now. Okay. I, I don't miss the summers. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. I just, I couldn't deal with, I don't deal with the heat that well, but New York's, uh, it's creeping up on us with global warming. Anyway. Yep. hello and thanks for joining us i want to hear a little bit about obviously your accolades in the music business and what you've been able to do over the course of a couple of a few decades now we talked about that in the intro but this is about your wellness journey your fitness and wellness journey i think a lot of people don't know that is a huge aspect of not only your your personal life Hmm. but it's also a bit of your ministry in the work you do professionally now so i'd love to hear about that journey take us back as far back as we need to go and how that journey has started and evolved right on man so i was about 21 years old i was living a a lifestyle what i call one foot in streets you know one foot in struggle right and getting high drinking uh smoking stressing eating the worst foods in the neighborhood stuff like that after one night of binging partying I woke up with a swollen ankle and, and my ankle was like a baseball, like red and just painful to the touch. Found out I had something called gout. At 21, you had gout at 21. At 21, King's disease as, as it was known, right? <laughs> Oxymoron, right? And I was, that was a fork in the road. You know, the doctor was like, you know, here's some medication, blah, blah, blah. And my girlfriend at the time was like, or we could go plant-based and, you know, your body can heal itself. So, you know, I said, let's go that way. Let's see. Let's see what it do. And totally healed, no medication, through changing my diet, through doing colonics, flushing my system. And, uh, and then I had all this energy and then I had all this humility from, from how I had been uh, self-sabotaging and uh in with all that energy i literally stumbled onto a kung fu school 
and um, Wushu Kwan Kung Fu. And it just felt like, you know, destiny, like I, I need to be here. And, and juxtaposing the, the martial arts lifestyle with the hip hop kind of conventions, it was just like the discipline that I needed to make the, the choices to make it stick. You know what I mean? And so for 10 years, I studied uh, many different martial arts, um, Wushu Kwan Kung Fu, the African art called Ile Ijala, Bruce Lee's Jeet Kune Do concepts uh, with Universal Defense Systems, studied another African art called Egbe Ogun, a little bit of Muay Thai, Tai Chi, just, you know, really just getting involved uh, with training. And then I got into, at a boxing gym, I got put on to running, like long distance running, and that became like my 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 heart and soul, and uh, went on the distance running. Became a long distance uh, coach, and just continue to just explore different fitness modalities, man. And it's just changed my life. When I hear people talk about that moment where they find it doesn't have to be the only fitness modality they like, but it it, it can be like that first one. Mm-hmm. They tell me it feels like coming home. Yeah, man. Yeah, running definitely felt like that, and then. You know, of all the different ways, like I, I, I dabbled into, I won't even say weightlifting or bodybuilding because, you know, that's a, a whole journey. But I did I did an experiment to gain 20 pounds because I've always been an ectomore frame. It was all plant-based. I put a book out called Eat Plants, Lift Iron, kind of documenting that process. And I got a lot of respect for people who hit the iron every day, right? But what I found, and and that was fun, and I get, and I and I gained the weight that I was looking for. But what I found, just with my body type, and even culturally, that uh, distance running was like effortless. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm I'm shaped just like the Kenyans and the Ethiopians who dominate that sport, and and so for me, it just it really did feel like coming home. Running, you're you're a distance running coach as well as an athlete. Now, do you have? like a running group. Some people would call it like their tribe, you know, of people who are, it's like, it's fitness, but it's social. Or are you more of a, a solitary, solitary when it comes to training and things like that? Yeah. Well, I definitely have run with some homies and, and, you know, I have buddies that I connect with from time to time and people i kind of informally trained that are my friends, you know, but uh, yeah, my, 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 I'm a tiger. I'm a solo hunter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I like to, most of my practices in general, not even just fitness, are things that are solitary, like reading, you know, working on music in the, you know, in the studio, Tai Chi in the mornings, meditation, you know, solo long distance runs, stuff like that is kind of like my default. But I'm, but I'm not, I'm not so closed off to where I don't like socially working out and stuff like that i just don't depend on it i'm curious when you were on that journey to gain weight on a plant-based diet obviously the things that the the stereotypes are you know if you're eating plant-based it's tough to get your iron intake it's tough to get certain b vitamin intake it's tough Mm -hmm. to hit your protein intake Mm -hmm. right it's 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 easy to to miss that macro so to speak what are some of the foods that you found worked well for you as far as you know foods you could digest well and that were you know rich in in proteins and things like that that helped you along that journey i'm curious well first of all i believe that all diets are temporary Mm. you know and they're and they're functional 
So, you know, a baby doesn't eat the same as a pregnant woman and an elder as an athlete and so forth, right? So we eat for a period, a season to get certain results and see how that works. So for my plant-based journey with weightlifting, I ate a lot of uh, yams and pumpkin seeds, beets, beet juice. And those, those like the beet juice is kind of like this, to make it simple, like it dilates the, the blood vessels. So yeah, it's got a lot of so nitric oxide helps. in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So this audience would, would know about that. <laughs> so, so just fresh beet juice and, and things with beets in it. A lot of the, the yams I found through trial and error, because I was trying to figure out how to have for my weight training sessions, it's like, how do I not crash, right? Mm. Like, you know, how do I have just enough energy? And then you're watching your gut. So you're not eating so much that you get a big gut, right? While you're trying to bulk up. I've narrowed it down to like yams with pumpkin seeds. So it's got a lot of protein and maple syrup. So there was, it was caloric. It was sustaining. And I would do it like an hour before um, I, I hit the gym. And and yeah, I will push through. So yeah, that, that sounds pretty tasty. Actually, I'm just thinking of that like particular combo, like <laughs> yeah. easy to get together. You could microwave that, put the maple syrup on top while it's still hot. Like I don't know. Anyway, I'm pro- I'm projecting here. I'm hungry already. <laughs> we've been lucky enough on this podcast. We've had actually a string of musicians, noted musicians. We had Ice T on the podcast last year. We had Kit Wakely, who just won his first Grammy. Literally just a few weeks ago, we had him on the podcast. Right before the Grammys, which was really fun. And they are both really big proponents of you know living the lifestyle. Uh, some people call it straight edge. Some people don't like that term. You know, mm-hmm. it's I, I don't want to get into the weeds on that, but they talked about the challenges mm-hmm. of avoiding temptation when it comes to food, when it comes to substances, when it, it comes to all the temptations put around you in the music industry. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm curious what your experience with that has been, you know, over, over the years, because you did have this kind of inflection point at a relatively young age. Yeah, man, it was, like I said, the martial art discipline helped me make choices, you know, you know, like you couldn't, you couldn't be high before you go train. Like you couldn't stay up all night and, and you got to train tomorrow, you know, like, so that was really helpful just having that guideline. But my goal was, I, you know, my thing uh, was, you know, smoking weed and alcohol, right? So I never did any other kind of drugs or whatever, but those, I abused those, right? So what I, I don't believe that, you know, any drop of alcohol will kill you. Mm. Or, 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 you know, a spliff, or, you know, you, you know, you're in hell now, you know, I just I felt like for me, I needed to establish a priority of discipline that I knew I don't have to abuse it. Right. A lot of people in the, the creative industries like depend on substances to kind of trigger the creative thing. So for me, my goal was 10 years. You know, I was like, no, I'm not going gonna, gonna to be a monk for 10 years. And then, and I had this vision in my mind that, you know, 10 years from now, you know, I'll be able to roll a spliff and on an, on an occasion, you know, at the end of the week or, you know, if I'm on a vacation or, you know, in certain scenarios where I could actually enjoy it and not, uh, 
you know, be at risk of falling back or relapsing or abusing it, right? So that was very personal for me that, you know, I wanted to reach that goal. And I, and I did, you know what I'm saying? And so now I'm able to, if I feel it, if it's appropriate, indulge a little bit. Yeah. It's not something that you have to, you feel like you have to go to, to, to get in a particular mood or state of mind. It's not something where you're like, oh, I'm stressed. I need this to come down from that stress or to control yeah. my stress. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's really like I'll roll a spliff and forget I even did it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm so busy reading or I'm, I'm you know, uh, making music or talking to my friends or, you know, just living life. And, and it's like that little like extra, like when you when you it's like the A1 sauce, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, oh, I forgot I had that sauce. That's going to make this even better right now, you know. But either way, it's a, it's a good, it's something good, you know. That it, that hits so well. Like, that just makes so much, so much sense. And I think I have a bottle of A1 I forget about in my fridge. And every time I'm eating something I want it on, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Do people in... Do people who are around you in the in the music industry, because we're talking about a lot of different aspects of your life here. We're talking about the athletic. We're talking about the educational. We're talking mm. about all sorts of different things. In the, in the music industry, have you been approached by any of your contemporaries or collaborators who and they, and they say, "Hey, you know, I, I see what you're doing. I see the discipline you've built over years, not overnight, but over years. You know, how do I get that?" Or do they want to like, they come to you and they're like, I, I want to be like you in that aspect of life or those aspects. Well, you know, in hip hop, it, it, it comes in a, a little different form. You know what I mean? We, we are prideful, you know what I mean? So no, nobody want to follow nobody. And, and, and I respect that. But I do, you know, my peers definitely have shown me and told me that there's a positive influence of focusing on health. You know, my man, um, Lil Fame from MOP. You know, he gave me a lot, a lot of love and encouragement for his transformation and and, and watching some of the things I've been doing with Fit Hop and um, just the lifestyle. Um, Killer Mike is somebody he's lost a lot of weight training to the music. And, and he always encourages me and tells me, you know, you keep me going. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, man, I believe living is your life is the example and that's you know leading by example is just embodying what you believe and then it'll resonate with who it's supposed to uh resonate with let's talk a little bit about you know we'll, we'll get back to fitness it's part of life you know it's hard it's tough to separate fitness as like just one aspect of someone's life because it it is interwoven through everything, right? You yeah. eat, you literally eat, sleep, and breathe, right? So it's like it's it's part of that. But mm -hmm. in the in the professional sphere, you know, what is what are your main? I mean, you've done a lot. What are some of your main goals right now? Is there anything kind of left that you feel is aspirational in in hip hop and music for you? Okay, so well, I just released uh, in last October my latest book, The Five Principles. And I got a, a, a totally unexpected, I got nominated for an NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Literary Work for that book. So I definitely want to do more writing. And one thing that I'm, I will admit I am terrible at is fiction writing. You know what I'm saying? And so as an MC, as a songwriter, I've been able to write different songs and touch on topics that are not usually touched on. I've been able to write a few self-published books 
and then this recent book with a major publisher. But uh, so one of the things I want to tackle and find a way to learn how to be decent at it is fiction. And, uh, and, and I want to fuse in some uh, these different modalities of fitness. I feel like, you know, the classic Rocky story where, you know, it hasn't been told uh, from a hip hop perspective or, uh, or from a runner as opposed mm -hmm. to a boxer. Or, you know, there's these different kind of hybrids that I want to see. I want a bit of the matrix in that, though. You know what I mean? So I, I, I really want to challenge myself to become a writer who can write in all kind of genres. And so mm -hmm. fiction is on my horizon. Yeah. What is your what is your process for improving your writing? Is it just doing more of it? Is it getting feedback? Do you have you know, other writers who you go to for advice or, or coaching or anything like that? Yes, 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 yes. To all of that, you know, everything you can, you know, like read great fiction. First of all, listen to great fiction, watch films, understand plots, you know, storytelling. How are these stories told? Like every kind of way that uh, stories are told. And then, and yeah, you know, whiteboarding ideas, you know, and really just uh, learning like what some of the classics do well and, and understanding those mechanics and then attempting to, as a white belt, you know, build your own little clay model until you, until you get an Eiffel Tower, you know. I see how that martial arts discipline foundation has just tendrilled into all the parts of your life and how you're approaching I mean, it really from a multidisciplinary perspective, right? Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. that's that's very, very fascinating. And I can see it just over the course of this conversation, just showing the way you're thinking and approaching things. That's really, really neat. Who in the professional sphere, it could be in fitness, it could be in writing, it could be in music. Who are some people who you have not had the chance to collaborate with or work with, but who you would jump at the opportunity to work with? Right on. Well, I got somebody who I really wanted to meet and, and become friends with and just support was uh, Bruce Lee's daughter, Shannon Lee. And uh, just because, I mean, her father is a huge influence, but she herself is brilliant as a uh, communicator and uh, how she leads the Bruce Lee family company. So that was a dream come true to connect with her and work with the foundation and, you know, build a friendship. So, um, you know, I can I can die now. No, nah. um, <laughs> <laughs> but no. Nah, um, in the in music, uh, we we actually working on a new Dead Prez album after a long hiatus. Really, really excited about the direction we're taking, what we're talking about, and then some of the collaborations uh, of people. You know that that are I'm not I, I'm not able to disclose yet, but we got a roster of some of our favorite folks, you know, uh, that we're collaborating with in different ways. In fitness, I would say one of my goals or dreams is to run in Africa, mm. to, to in Kenya, in, in Ethiopia, and, uh, you know, in some kind of charitable way, touch the ground, learn, and, you know, have those experiences and then contribute back to those communities. I, I think that you, you hit every... All your answers are so tight. You hit like every aspect I have. I'm asking like four part questions. You're hitting all of them. I really, I really, really appreciate that. Where is the best people? 
place or the best places for people to follow along with you, your writing, your music. I mean, I, I'll spoil alert, folks. It sounds like pay attention because Dead Press is coming back after a hiatus. So yes, you heard sir. it here. Maybe first, maybe not first, but where are the best places for people to follow along with your journey and the work you're putting out across disciplines? Right on. It's just one central location. If you're on the Instagram app, I'm at S-T-I-C. And uh, there's the blue check there, so you'll know it's me. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I guess for a little while, I think that's changing. But, uh, yeah, I'm at Stick on Instagram, and I'm always posting what I'm, what I'm working on, you know, what I'm kind of... How, what I'm into, I, I try to make it a platform of inspiration and just sharing books I read, music on my playlist, people I follow, podcasts I listen to, what Dead Prez is doing, you know, fatherhood, you name it, meditations, you know, yeah. That's a, that's a, it's a one-stop shop. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Stick, thanks so much for taking your time. Thanks for sharing your journey. It's very personal, but it's also very actionable and relatable. So super, super appreciate that. And uh, look forward to seeing what's next, man. Right on, man. Thank you, guys. Salute.